Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Stu and Owl pod. It's episode 10. It's episode 10. His name is Stu. No, it's not Ben. My name is Al. I'll be your pal. Give your friend a call. He'll join in as well. Hey, Stu, what do you think of that? <laughs> Wrote a little rap. Uh, for the, that for the rhymed, start. didn't it? Yeah, I thought I'd write a little rap for the start. Actually, I only came up with that just before we started, so I'm quite proud. You know? Was that on the toilet? No, no, it was uh, as I was waiting for uh, for Zoom, give it a shout out to start up. So I thought I'd give you that. So, still we're at episode 10. We're at episode yeah. 10. It's like yes, party episode. episode. So, That's uh, double figures now. For his party, still, I've got Odyssey uh, Lunar Lager. Very good. Do you want to guess what I've got? Heineken or Foster's. He- Heineken. You've got to drink something different each week. I'm always changing. I like, Heineken. I like Heineken. Mm, fair enough. Hey, Stu, because it's episode 10, how have you been? Well, well <laughs> what? It's not because it's episode <laughs> 10. I've got something for you for episode 10, but I want to ask you how you've been first. Yeah, all right. It's, uh, the Premier League is back today. Just it is back a today. Very exciting Liverpool versus Leeds game. Oh, fair income. And we've got your team playing in half an hour. Oh, fair play. Newcastle West Ham. And his guess which one. <laughs> All right. So, Stu, I'd like to start off this episode because it's a, a special episode, episode 10. You know, I usually come up with a silly character. Well, I haven't got that mm. this week. This week, oh. well, I'm not silly characters. I usually have a special guest, don't I? And it's a real special guest. But this week, Stu, I've got a quiz, <laughs> a quiz for you on the first, yeah, on the first nine episodes of the oh. podcast. So I've got, an, I've got a question for every episode we've done. And then also a special question at the end. I want to see if, how many you can get. Do you want to have a go? Yeah, it's going to be difficult because after each show, I try and get as drunk as possible to um, blank <laughs> out any it. memory of recording them. Hey, if you're listening at home, play along. After I've read the question, why don't you pause it, write down your answer, and then listen to the answer afterwards. See how you get on. So, Stu, mm. so these go from each episode. So it starts at episode one and ends on episode nine. So first question. In episode one, what was our top three? Top three marks. Correct. Well done. I'll put a little tick next to that. See how many you get right. In episode two, the top three was top three chocolate bars. Can you name one of my top three chocolate bars? Um, Whisper. Correct. You could have also yes. had Twirl or Mintero. Oh, that Mintero <laughs> bollocks. I remember that. On episode, on episode three, who was our special guest at the start of the episode? Was it the robot from the future? It was the robot from the future. Well done, three out of three. On episode four, in Frankly, My Dear, I Don't Give a Damn, who said, are you talking to me? Uh, Frank Butcher. Correct. Well done. <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? Episode five, what was the top three? Um, I'll have to rush you. Top three, I don't know, uh, give me a clue. I'm not giving you a clue, I'm going to give you the answer. It was crisps. Oh, uh, uh, ep- later on. <laughs> on episode six, my 90s corner was Badger and Bo- Bodger and Badger. But who did I say had sang the alternative Bodger and Badger theme tune? Chaz and Dave. Yeah, correct, Chaz and Dave. Dave. Uh, on episode seven, we had a new feature or a potential new feature. 
Which one was it in episode seven? That was the first one, wasn't it? So that would have been um, the football... Oh, uh, choir eye for the Filbert Street guy. Correct. Well done. On episode eight, Jackie D's album was dropped, debuted on this podcast. What was the (laughs) name of the album? Uh, My name is Jackie D. No, it was not for knobheads. I'll give, oh, you a, yeah, yeah. I'll give you a bonus point if you can guess what was special about that album. Uh, it wasn't... Um, you could only buy it from us or something. No, it was that all songs had no musical accompaniment. Oh, it was all a cappella, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. On the last episode, I did a seance and sp- spoke to your great-great-great-great-grandmother. How much money did she say that you should give to me? Uh, £100, which I will not be doing. Correct. And finally, the special question, uh, not episode 10, sorry, question 10. How many episodes has Uncle Dorogay appeared in? Four? Three. He debuted in episode four, and then he was in episodes eight and nine. So, tighten up. I gave you an extra question, so that's out of 11. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of 11. Well done. What if Dorogay appears today, though? He won't. I told you, I'm not going to bring him back for a little while now. Uh, Not even for the special episode, episode 10. <laughs> so um, I'll do another quiz on episode 20 oh, yeah. for you. So you've got to think of... Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Now, this week online, uh-huh. we, ran a, we ran a poll on who would win in a fight between Harold Bishop and Lou Carpenter. Yes, we did. That was 131 votes in the end. Oh, yeah. Didn't expect uh, that ah, many. A lot of neighbours fans. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, though, 68% went with Lou. Woo! Uh, win, Lou, which Lou, is a Lou, shamble. Lou. Well, is, um, it, is it a shambles or was it deserved? No, because Harold survived a cliff fall, so he's hard as nails, and he strangled um, Paul Robinson. Yeah, but I think you forget. Lou's got nothing. Lou's got nothing to his name. Well, Lou owns a bar and a really rough Australian bar. It's not a, it's not a rough Australian bar if Dr. Carl Kennedy drink, drinks yeah, but in Doctor, there. Yeah, but Dr. Carl Kennedy is in a heavy metal band. So it's got no, to be pretty not. tough. He is. He's in a band, isn't he? In it, like a heavy metal band or something. No, he's just a doctor no, in a sleepy yeah. Australian town. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, anyway, speaking of, um, speaking of neighbours, Al. Oh, fuck. Yeah. A man was telling his neighbour the other day, I just bought a new hearing aid. Yeah. It cost me four grand. <laughs> Bloody hell. Wait, start again. No, you know I'm not going to edit this bit out. Oh, you're a dickhead. It cost me four grand, and it's state of the art. His neighbour says, really? What kind is it? Half past three, said the bloke. <laughs> so, right. On that bombshell, let's start this episode with top three. Top three. Top three is where we pick a subject each week and me and you come up with the top three things about that. So for example, Mm -hmm. if we said top three shopping bags, I would go for as the bag for life. No. Let's go bag for life. And then the 50p Audi ones. Bloody hell. 50p for a carrier bag. What is yeah, the world coming to? It is a good one, though. Yeah, I suppose so. Right, so last week, Stu, it was your choice, and you chose top three. 
1990s WWF wrestlers. You know what? When I was doing my research, I forgot that it was 1990s, but I have got three 1990s wrestlers, which is quite fortunate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I went wrong as well. Uh, yeah. Before we start, I'm doing a big special shout out to Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, I was right. going to pick him as my number one. Yeah. But he only was in the 90s wise until 94, and then he joined WCW. I think you still could have had him. I think you could have had him. Uh, I wanted to go for ones that were there for the whole of the 90s. Okay. Right. So, shame, because he's still my favourite. Well, do you, want me to, do you want me to start? Have you done them in order? Yes. Yes, I think I have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, number three for me is E. Chico, Razor Ramon. (laughs) I found it really difficult, this, because when you look at certain wrestlers, like Ultimate Warrior was absolutely amazing. Brett the Hitman Hart, it was all kind of during that time of the 90s where I know that me and you used to watch a lot of wrestling together when we were kids. And Mm. these sort of Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, British Bulldog, Brett the Hitman Hart were massive wrestlers, really good. But I wanted to pick little sort of not as big ones i suppose but a bit more cult and also i thought with social media a lot of people will pick the big the big names so i thought i'd go with something a little bit different yeah fair so razor ramon razor ramon also known as scott hall which is his real name which doesn't sound very uh cuban cuban he was a cuban american bully Stuart. that's what says on his page um, was he actually Cuban? No, I don't, well, the name Scott Hall isn't very... Yeah, it's very American. Or mm. So he was born in 1958. Just to let you know, oh, yeah. he, re- he retired from wrestling in 2010. He joined the WWF in 1992. He actually had an audition for the WWF, and I think 89, but he didn't get through. And he... I, I've, I've, not, I've looked at some of his titles. He won a lot of different titles and stuff, but I'm not really going to go into that. But he left, in, he left in 96 to go to WCW, but he came back to WWF in 2002. And we're calling it, for everyone, WWF, not WWE, because during the 90s yeah. it was WWF. Yeah. And then he again returned in 2014 to WWF. He returned again. I didn't realise he'd been in it back again. But I always liked mm-hmm. Razor Ramon because he always looked really sweaty. <laughs> like he got really greasy hair. But I just, and he had that toothpick in his mouth. Yeah. And also, Stu, a little bit about Razor Ramon. What a lot of people who watch wrestling now probably don't remember is that we used, there used to be a lot of no-named wrestlers who didn't have entrance music, who would just be in the ring. Do you remember that? And it was just like yeah. some random bloke. And mm. Razor Ramon, I always remember, he lost to a no-name wrestler who then became the 1-2-3 one, kid. 1-2-3 one, kid, yeah. yeah. Remember him. So it was a really big... Thing in wrestling and i think that was when they they started to get rid of these no-name wrestlers and just everyone in there was had a backstory because mm. the no-name wrestlers was weird i always remember i know this is going off a little bit but wcw having um <clears throat> big van vader fighting a tag team of two blokes who hadn't who were just no-name people it was just really yeah. odd but yeah that's my number three razor ramon one two three kid went on to become x back as well he did he? didn't he yeah and he was the lightning kid at one point or something yeah, yeah. Uh, so number three for me, I've gone for British Bulldog. Nice. Or Davy Boy Smith. Was he actually British? Yeah, he's from well somewhere in Yorkshire, I think. Oh, fair enough. Can't remember where. Mm-hmm. I did have that written down, but not like Hunter Helms Hounsley. 
No, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, somewhere in Yorkshire. I can't remember now. Okay. But he's known for his technical skill along with his power moves. Yep. He would finish off opponents with his running power slam. Hey, what would he do? Finish him off? Finish him off, yeah. With a running power slam. <laughs> Bit of blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, David Boy returned to WWF from Stampede Wrestling in 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he originally started in the 80s, but we don't really need to mention that. Uh, it came back 1990, billed as the British Bulldog. His first 90s televised event was on October 27th, 1990, where he defeated the Brooklyn Brawler, one yeah. of your like, lesser-known wrestlers there. He won his first belt at SummerSlam in Wembley Stadium, defe- defeating his brother-in-law, Brett Hitman Hart. Uh, he, le- he lost the belt, then he left the WWF again, and then he returned in 1994. He later joined the Hart Foundation, uh, in 1997, eventually retired in 2000. Nice. I always remember him. He was, he was, he, he was always a good wrestler. He was always good, someone good to watch. Yeah. Well, he died a couple of years after he retired as well. Yeah. In 2002, I think he had a heart attack. In 1991, he won a 20 man battle royale at the Royal Albert Hall in London as well. Oh, London? London! <laughs> uh, some facts about him. Go on. He is a two time tag team champion two-time European champion and a one-time intercontinental champion. Oh, yeah, bugger. He performed as part of a tag team in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And he was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Excellent. He was a bit, he was a bit back and forth. He did WWF, then WCW. He was going back between that and then Stampede and the Japanese wrestling as well. So. Well, a lot, a lot of the ones that I was looking at today went in between a lot of different wrestling. So they went to WCW, they went to... Lots of different ones. So it was like they all moved around quite a bit. I suppose it was yeah. all to do with money, though, and whether they were popular. And if they go away, they come back and they get a bit more, you know, people want to see them, don't they? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> okay. So my number two is old Red Pants himself, <laughs> Bob Backland. <laughs> Bob Backland <laughs> nah, is the oldest uh, wrestler that, that I think ever existed. He was about 90 when he was wrestling. But, um, yeah, we used to wear red pants, which I always find it funny when wrestlers just wear, like, a pair oh. of pants. Um, he, he was born in 1949, and yes, he, yeah. joined, he joined WWF in 1976. Now, obviously, we're talking about the 90s, but the main thing about Bob Backlund was I remember he, he fought against Bret the Hitman Hart, and he thought he'd won, but Hitman won, and then Bret the Hitman Hart went to shake his hand and rather than shake his hand, Bob Backlund put him in a chicken wing. Which yeah. is like, and then when Hitman passed out or whatever, Bob Backlund then looked at his hands and went a bit mental. And then Bob Backlund was this just like maniac afterwards. He was such a yeah, funny wrestler. Heel time, he just yeah. uh, went evil. But like other wrestlers, Bob Backlund left um, WF and came back so many times. He was, he was in and out. And... Uh, <laughs> um, he, <laughs> that was in 94 that he did the chicken wing for the first time uh, right. <laughs> and he actually only retired in 2017 which is really? amazing <laughs> so he was about I think he was I don't know how old he was but he was, what name did he go by then Bob Sagland <laughs> <laughs> but I just like Bob Backer because I thought he was funny he was just such a funny wrestler <laughs> 
but yeah, that's my number two. Good old Bobby Backlund. I hope, like, when he auditioned, he just turned up in his red pants and just said nothing. <laughs> and I'd then like... <laughs> Jack Tunney wouldn't have been at the time going, can I help you? And he just went, I like wrestling. I'd like to think that he was just like a cleaner at the, at the place where the audition. Well, and, then, and then, yeah, and he just started going mental, like with a <laughs> mop or something. And they're like, he's got something. Bring like, him oh, in. Looking at his hands with yeah. the mop. <laughs> Go on then, what's your number two? Undertaker. Ah, oh, yeah. Mark See, these, William the, Calloway. These are all, the two that you've picked are ones that I looked at, but I just thought someone's going to pick them. So I thought I wouldn't. I'd try and dig a bit deeper. But yeah, Undertaker, definitely. So, I mean, he was amazing, wasn't he? Yeah. Undertaker. Absolute class. Uh, he joined the WWF in 1990. He went on to wrestle the company for 30 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, he started in the WWF. At, well, his main first main event was Survivor Series. Yeah, um, I think that was his debut as well. He came out as Ted DiBiase's surprise partner in in that Survivor Series, and he eliminated Coco Beware and Dusty Rhodes. Mm. And then I think he got counted out, and then DiBiase. There was a weird counting out thing, and then turned out DiBiase was the only survivor or something like that. Uh, it's worth a watch. I always remember his matches against uh, his casket matches against Yokozuna. They were great. Yeah, Yokozuna, Kamara. I think his first one was against Ultimate Warrior. I watched yeah. it the other day, where he he lost. Ultimate Warrior won. All right. By a very close fight, but yeah, it was enjoyable. He went on to his first WrestleMania in March 1991, defeating Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. The match was like five minutes long or something like that. Um, but his record in WrestleMania, 25 wins and two losses. Wow. Yeah, I think it was Brock, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns were the only two to ever beat him. Uh, there was a disqualification victory for him once against the giant Gonzalez. Remember him? Yeah. Uh, and he actually, he's beaten Triple H three times in those WrestleManias as well. He's won one Royal Rumble in 2007. And he's got a combined seven WWF WWE championships. I remember in him. In, I remember him in the Royal Rumbles. He used to like kick them over the top ropes, didn't he? Like kick to the face. Was, so speaking of your um, unknowns, there was one year where someone def- knocked him out of the Rumble. Yeah. One of this, un- this unknown kid. He did like some drop kick, sent him over the top rope, but Undertaker just looked at him. <laughs> uh, I swear, he just like even though he was out, he went up and just dragged this kid out anyway. <laughs> I think I remember that. Did he drag him under the bottom ropes or something? Something like that, yeah. Oh, I don't remember time. him laughing much longer after he took him out anyway. No. In 1991, as well as making that WrestleMania debut, he also made his film debut playing Hutch in Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's one of those films where you just know now that it definitely hasn't aged well. Yeah. I've not rewatched it. Probably won't rewatch it. No. <laughs> and he's, uh, he used to finish people off, Al, with his uh, tombstone. Stu, do you remember I once tombstoned you in my back garden and then was really worried that I might have broken your neck? No. Yeah, I remember tombstoning you in the back garden. Maybe Sorry I got a head that. injury and just, uh, <laughs> maybe that's why you've got that really bad neck pain. <laughs> probably. Right, my number one, I think you could probably guess, is my favourite wrestler of the nineties was Tatanka. Now, <laughs> I really liked Tatanka. I don't know why, because he was never, he was never like world champion 
like material. But I think he won the Intercontinental and he won a 40-man Royal Rumble that wasn't Royal Rumble. It was holding different deck. But I, I never saw it. But I remember in... Because you used to get the WWF magazines, didn't you? And it was in yeah. that. But all 40 wrestlers started in the ring at the same time. And then he won that. Oh, so like one of them Battle Royale things. Yeah. yeah. Tatanka, also known as Chris Chavez... He also had a, new, uh, a number of different names as a wrestler, but I haven't written any of them down. Uh, he, he was born in 1961, and he was actually a powerlifter before he started wrestling. He used to compete. Uh, in 1991, he joined, he joined WWF as Tatanka. He was a Native, Native American character. He used to have a, a, like a red Mohican, and he used to do a little mm. dance, which we've said before that I did in a primary school production of Wizard of Oz, where I played a munchkin. <laughs> He was actually, Stu, undefeated <laughs> on TV from 91 to 93. So that's quite impressive, isn't Decent. it? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad record, is it? And in his, la- his last match was March of 1996, where he lost to Bret the Hitman Hart. And then he retired after that. It was, so he just sort of left. But then I didn't see oh. much else of what he did afterwards, like whether he went... I think he went to other places, but he, I don't think he went WCW. I think it was just like, you know, like the random wrestling organizations and stuff mm. but yeah he was my favorite did, wrestler they did yeah he was good i think they recently one of the more recent royal rumbles i think they brought him back yeah for one of them can't remember there's one there was one a couple of years ago where they had a load of legends take part for only a couple of minutes they had to bring them out and then yeah. to get chucked out for it or his, but so i think he was one of them then i have seen a picture of him now and he looks you can tell it's him He's a bit bigger, mm. obviously. Probably doesn't work out quite so much. So he's he's yeah. probably a bit of weight, but he still looks very much the same. He was yeah. good though to Tango, I remember him. Yeah. Let's go on then, you're number one. Uh, I've gone for the one that was dubbed the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Oh, but we've Brett already said Bob Backlund. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Hitman Hart. Yeah, of course. Or real name, Brett Sergeant Hart. His really? Name is Sergeant. Yeah. Hey, did you ever want a pair of his sunglasses? I did. You know what? When I went, when I was a kid to the NEC, I was hoping. But um, no. They were great. That was actually one of my facts about the Hitman. He used to give his uh, glasses to a kid. Oh, he did, didn't he? Uh, So he started in the 80s as part of a tag team in the Hart Foundation with Jim Neidhart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he went solo around the 90s or the beginning of the 90s. Ability-wise, he was probably the best of all of them out there at that time. Yeah. And he'd finish everyone off with a sharpshooter. Submission <laughs> we used to do sharpshooters to each other, didn't we? Like in the play, yeah. oh, that sounds really dodgy. But like when we were younger, it was such a great move and it looks good Wrestling when you do it. It was big in our school, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was big in our school. So some facts about the Hitman. In 1994, in 1994, Brit Hart played a prison inmate in Natural Born Killers. Did but he? They never, they never used the scene in the oh, final court. That's a shame. I would love to see that deleted scene. Yeah. Maybe he was sharpshooting someone. <laughs> yeah, the prison guard or something. Yeah. Um, Hitman won his first Intercontinental title in 1991, defeating Mr. Perfect with the sharpshooter. Yeah. He lost the belt to the Mountie when he got cattle, prod- cattle prodded. <laughs> God, the Mountie. Two days later, two days later, the Mountie lost it to Rowdy Roddy Piper at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then Bret Hart won the belt back, beating Rad Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 8. That was a brilliant match, that was. I remember that one. Yeah. Fondly. 
fondling. Uh, before every match, he'd give his way his famous pink sunglasses. I did get when I went to that WrestleMania. They, um, not WrestleMania. When I went to see wrestling in the NEC, I did buy a pair of. Uh, well, my dad bought me a pair of pink sunglasses. Oh, did he? Yeah, they're probably in the loft still somewhere. But um, they were good. You could still see through them. It's like those yeah. green glasses in that Wizard of Oz play we did. Oh, you yeah. know where you was the tanker. Now was the guard of the um, palace and had lines. And you did some city, city <laughs> I, wrestling dab. I had a song <laughs> that I sang with others. Let's yeah, not somewhere over the rainbow at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. <laughs> um, five-time WWF champion, two-time tag team, two-time intercontinental. And that is all I have to say about that. Excellent. Well... Some excellent choices there. Let's go to social media, Stuart, and what, see what people thought of it themselves. I'll try and get the words out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with uh, regular Gab, as always. Oh. Um, Ultimate Warrior, Yokozuna, yeah, Big Van Vader. Good choices. Was, uh, did Big Van... Oh, he was in WF for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Australian Dan, Sting, Ric Flair, Davey Boy. Yeah. These are, some of these are... W, like I consider Sting and Big Van Vader more WCW wrestlers. Yeah, Australian Dan did say that he was more of a WCW fan. So yeah. Fair, fair play. Uh, John Jones, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Undertaker. Yeah. Katie Randall, Undertaker, Mr. Perfect, British Bulldog. Uh, one of our new followers on Twitter, who's also got his own pod, Rye Flawless, mm-hmm. at Pokeballs Deep is his name. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, he's picked Razor Ramon like yourself, Hulk yes. Hogan and Bret Hart. Uh huh. Jason Jackson, a massive wrestling fan that I know. He's gone for, re- yeah, like you, the obscure ones Repo Man, Doink, and Skinner. Oh, yeah. Re- like Repo Man and Doink. Yeah. Doink the Clown. He was undefeated for a while. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, I remember he used to fight Jerry Lawler and he had Dink, didn't he? Dink the Clown. Oh, all the little wrestlers, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Kezaji Knight, Hitman, Stone Cold, Undertaker. Yeah. Hayley Stacey Hamill, Rock, Stone Cold, Jericho. And our ABCDS crew, mm-hmm. Declan, Warrior, Hitman, Hogan, Brenda Ultron, Jake the Snake, Undertaker, and Ultimate Warrior, and Chris from VAR at the bar, Natural Disasters, Goldust, and China. That's two people, Natural Disasters. We'll allow a tag team, darling. Oh, fair enough. Right, well, thank you for getting in contact. If you want to get in contact for top three, it is at Stu and Al Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or send us an email, stewandalpod at gmail.com. So, Stu, do you want to know what my top three is for next week? Yes. I'm going to have to, have to ask a, a episode three guest to tell us what the next top three is. So, the next oh, top three him. is top three TV and film robots. <laughs> so, so next next episode i want your top three tv and film robots okay can he but, be one no <laughs> <laughs> so that was top three and now it is time for 90s corner <laughs> 90s corner each week Stu and i bring something from the 90s and chat about it on the podcast and if we both like it it gets swept into 90s corner but if one of us uh, refuses it then it gets sold in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent so 
Stu, I think. Ooh, who went first last week? Um, you went. You went first. So okay. I did the maths. Go on then. You go first. Okay. Um, now, so far out, every one of my nineties corner suggestions has gone through. Yeah. But I'm a little worried about today's pick. Go on then. So I've picked this week. Bop it. <laughs> the handheld, the handheld toy famed for its voice instructions. Bop it. <laughs> Twist it. <laughs> Pull it. Flick it. <laughs> what was the other one? Bop it extreme. No, yeah, but there was um, four, wasn't there, on the thing? Five. Oh, this the was thing. the original. Oh. This was the original four one. Um, I don't care about remakes for toys. Don't believe in them. <laughs> Go on then. So, facts about this: uh, you could play solo or as a multiplayer if you were drunk. Yeah. Um, Bop it was created by inventor Dan Klitzner in 1993. Eventually, selling it on to Hasbro, who brought it out in 1996. The current world record for a full solo game. Fuck's sake! What? Why would you do something like that? What is wrong with? You? <laughs> Not you, I'll but the person who's me. got that record. Wait till you see how many. How many do you reckon they got? Oh, I dread to think. If it's more than a thousand, then they're a, they need to sort themselves out. It's more than a thousand. One thousand and seventy. And it's been a record since 2015. Yeah, because probably no one else wants to try and break it. I don't know how you can get that high. Because people have got no lives. That's someone <laughs> playing that constantly all day and doing nothing else. Eating That's why like, my high is like 10 toast all day. <laughs> That's it. Toast and bobs. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, a, it was an all right toy, wasn't it? It wasn't great, but this is why I was worried it wouldn't go through. Well, Stu... I would have said yes, definitely, but you said that you didn't like the sequels to it. Now, no, no, that's why I picked just Bop It. Now, I had Bop It Extreme or Bop It Two Extreme, whatever it was called, and it had five different now things on the it. Loser. So, and I liked Bop It Two Extreme, but because you said you don't like that, I am going to refuse Bop It into '90s Corner. If you just said, oh, if you just said. Oh, bop it to extreme. And also that bloke, there needs to be no positive <laughs> positives about bop it if someone's fucking got a record of a, over a thousand. Get a lot. Good laugh though, weren't it? it well, bop it to extreme it. was. Right. So no, sorry, Stu, I'm going to turn it down. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right. So mine is a Friday night TV show. Well, Friday early evening TV show. Uh, this week, I have gone with TFI Friday. Ah, oh, don't pull that face. So TFI Friday started on the 9th of February, 1996, and ended in 2000. It did come back in 2015 for a few episodes, but we're not going to talk about that. It was hosted mm. by Chris Evans, and it was on Channel 4 at 6 p.m. every Friday. It was on for an hour. Now, Stu, it, it used to have music, comedy, and celebrity interviews. Now, I looked at some of the bands that were on it, and they were massive. There were some absolutely huge names on it. It wasn't just like shit bands. It was really big bands and stuff, which I haven't written down, so I can't tell you. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to hearing them as well. But it also used to have like loads of like Sean Ryder was on it and said the word fuck, and it was on at like six o'clock in the evening. It was well funny. Now the <laughs> opening song was the Riverboat song by um, Ocean Colour Scene, 
And I found this out. I'd like to discount. I'd like to discount the last series because they just had guest presenters, and I don't think it was as good. It was when it was on its way out. But some of the things that were on it, freak or unique, where people used to have like random skills. A girl used to cry milk through, like she drinks some milk and cry it out. They had ugly blokes. Do you remember? Did you ever watch it when they had ugly blokes and they used to get someone who who was ugly? And then they'd get like a really beautiful woman to ask him out and he'd say, nah, I'm all right, thanks. It was just quite funny. Yeah. And, yeah. Some, and also, it's your letters, it's your letters. Remember that? Mm. And it's stuff like, I, I'd do anything to be on TV. That bloke snogged that old lady to get on TV. And then also, will. <laughs> the point it, when you read about some of the, the sections they used to have, some of the features, it sounds awful. But I always used to remember it was fucking brilliant. I used to love TFI Friday. Had Zig and Zag on it at one point as well. So, big breakfast they were, weren't they? Yeah. So it's up to you. I'm, I was a big fan of TFI Friday. I, th- I think it was a, a real 90s TV show, something that I don't think you'd get on anymore, like, especially at that time. It might be something that would be on later in the day, like you know, past the watershed or something. But... I just think at that time it was brilliant. I don't think because I turned down Boppet, you've got to turn mine down. No, it's not. I just didn't. I wasn't crazy about TFI Friday. I, I preferred Big Breakfast in the morning, to be honest with you. Yeah, Big Breakfast um, was great, but I'm, but TFI Friday was also great. It was at that time when TV shows were that kind of style of TV show was brilliant, and I just think Big Breakfast, TFI Friday, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, go on then. I'll yes. allow it. Thank you. I'll get my broom out. Speak to him. Shh, shh, shh. No, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I wasn't thinking about it now. Yeah. I like Don't Forget Your Toothbrush you used to do. Yeah, that was good as well. Should bring that back. Cool. Yeah, the old Chris Evans. So, Stu, have we got any social media suggesting anything 90s-wise? Yes. Go on then, what you got? What you got? Regular Gav. Oh, God, here we go. Hasn't he got a listener um, ban? <laughs> yeah, free match ban, wasn't it, from uh, the Harold and Lou fallout? It's a suspended sentence. If he says one more bad thing, then he's off. All right. Yeah, the card then. Yeah. Um, well, his first one, I don't really remember these, but hyper T-shirts where the armpits yes. change colour when you get hot. Yeah, I remember them. I had one of those. You could get breathe on then. it. Yeah, they were good then. I like them. I'd I put it in. But obviously, it's got to be both of us. Yeah, go on. I, just, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it. But Massive socks and skates. No. I didn't really understand that one time. No. Saying, no. no. Sorry, Gav. No, double no. Um, Bren Otron. Bren Otron. He's picked Sega Mega Drive. I was I mean, a SNES person yeah, I was myself. a SNES person. But so, I, I think... I'm going to say no. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, if you said no, then... Then no, it's not going in. Only because I was Super Nintendo back then. So. I was Super Nintendo, but I think it, it it was it was great to have that Sega versus Nintendo sort of thing, wasn't it? No. <laughs> All right, so it's not going in. Sorry, Brendo Tron. Yes, that's Brendo Tron. Uh, Chris Conrath, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> also, Cat Dog. I enjoyed that as well. Tangent. Um, Loretta Hood, Brum. Oh, sake. The car one. That was yeah. good. I yeah, like yeah. Brum. Go on then. Put it in. Paul Shepard, Stretch Armstrong. 
Yes, I had Fetch Armstrong, the dog. <laughs> oh, really? I never yeah. knew that. I Fetch think at, Chris, at Christmas, my sister got Stretch and I got Fetch. Oh. Yeah. Didn't know there was a dog one. Um, and my mother, Kim Randalls, emailed us today yeah. with When You Tell Me That You Love Me by Diana Ross. <laughs> Great song. Yeah, I can't even remember how it goes. I might use that as the, as the closing music, though. Every day does he have a Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, I'd say yes. Yes. Brilliant. So if you've got something you'd like to submit to 90s Corner, get in contact at Stu and Al Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Stu and Al Pod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. So that was... 90s corner and now it is time for frankly my dear i don't give a damn frankly my dear i don't give a damn each week alex takes on one character and has them do a line from a film that i will guess yeah it's a difficult one steve let me take a quick swig first oh go on then no deal of my delicious cold can of heineken the beer of the 90s So, Stu, this week, it's been a difficult one because I've been trying the impression all day and I'm not sure it's amazing because it... Well, I'll just do it and you can see if you can think of it. Ready? Alex, before you do it... Yeah. I've been working... I've been working on an impression today. Do you want to hear it? Go on, then. Hiya. What's that? Yeah? What's that? That's my impression of you. (laughs) That's my impression of you. (laughs) Right, let me get on with it. Right, you ready? Come with me. All right. <laughs> right, you ready? Yeah. Uh, uh, it rubs the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Difficult one, isn't it? Can you do it? Can you do it again? Yeah. It rubs the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. I have no idea. Oh, what, none of it. I don't not... know what it's from. All right. I can't remember, rub, what is it, rub the lotion on its skin. Or it gets the hose again, yeah. I don't know what that's from. Right, so I can give you another line from the film which might make it easier. It's from a different character and it'll make it a lot easier. Okay. Oh, Clarice. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the film? It's the film Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And who am I doing impression oh, of? Oh, the line makes sense. Um, yeah. No, I don't know who the impression Oh, Teddy. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Who? What? Yeah, but he Bean. doesn't speak a lot. Whistler's That's mother Bean. is a tired old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that in the film, but he talks about Whistler's mother. Right away, little starling. But it's, but it's a difficult one because it's permit. because he's he doesn't say much. But I thought I'd try it. So that's the first one you got wrong. So that's crap. <laughs> Off. Right. Well, that another impression. I told you my impressions. Oh my god, that's ten impressions I've done now. I've, you know they're only going to get worse. So I just couldn't get the film. That's fine. Right. So that was frankly my dear. I don't give a damn. And now it is time. For in the news. Uh... 
Each episode, Stu brings us two news stories, one that he's written by his own dainty hand, and the other that is actually from a newspaper or a website or something like that. He'll also give us some headlines and some sports results and the weather. So, Stu, off you go, my friend. So that was a bare impression. Yeah, wasn't it? I don't know who it was, but it sounded good. <laughs> Here are your headlines. Dum, dum. Uh, Premier League to become six-a-side tournament due to new lockdown laws. <laughs> Farmer to join Darts League after hitting Bullseye. <laughs> and the No Mercy Tour in France has been cancelled as everyone over there thought they were saying no thank you. <laughs> That's brilliant, that one. I love that. <laughs> Speaking of France, <laughs> here's story number one. A man in France has accidentally blown up part of his house while trying to swat a fly with an electric swatter. The man, or le man, I should say, was eating his dinner, or déjeuner, and became annoyed when the fly started to buzz around his dinner and him. He picked up the electric fly swatter and took aim, completely unaware of a gas cylinder that was leaking in his house. <laughs> One whack with the swatter took place and then half of his kitchen was gone. A bit like Silic Bang. Yeah, oh yeah, good. Uh, huge blast took part of that out and also half of his roof come down as well. Shame. The man escaped with just a burn to his hand and he's now living at a campsite while his famille repair his home. <laughs> It is unknown if the fly survived, although if it did, I imagine it will be buzzing with the result. Oh, lovely stuff. Story number two, or duh, oh. as they say in France. A girl and her father have been targeted by animal rights activists after a wolf was shot and killed in local woods. Ruby Riding Hood and her father, <laughs> the A. Huntsman, killed a lone... Killed a lone wolf after, fa- after falsely claiming that he had eaten Ruby's grandmother and was searching the wolf to claim her back. Weird. RSPCA officials have received a number of reports of the incident and are beginning to put a case together to bring Ruby down along with her father. There has been mixed responses from locals, though. One person, Goldie Locks, <laughs> said, I feel sorry for Ruby as the animals here can be vicious. I was chased by three bears the other week in the woods after just napping in an abandoned house and eating <laughs> porridge that was a, there. But I don't know why it's <laughs> in there, an abandoned so. house. In an abandoned house. It didn't make any sense to me, but I thought I'd taste it anyway. And then these three fucking bears came out of nowhere. Anyway, another resident said, it's outrageous. That poor wolf was doing nothing wrong. I know Ruby's grandmother, and I can confirm she's alive and well because I am Ruby's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> we will bring you more on this story as it evolves. Um, we don't know how it's going to end yet. A wolf gets shot. Probably, Jeez, yeah. People can, can do what they like, don't they? Do so, uh, which one's fair, true and which one's false? Well, I think the second story is false. What gave it away? It's, it was the Ruby Red Riding Hood or whatever her name was. Ruby Riding Hood? Yeah, Ruby Riding Hood. And uh, a, what was it? A woodcutter. Uh, a Huntsman, her father. Yeah, A Huntsman, yeah. Local resident, Goldie Locks. Locks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still Can lovely stuff. <laughs> but you, are, you have got it right again, so well done. Another Thank two you. points on the board for you. Yes, please.
quick update on Ethel the Emu. Yeah. She has been captured and has now been rehomed with a brand new family. Oh, I hope she escapes again. We keep this going forever. I'll keep checking. Um, but yeah. Brilliant. That's um, that's the, that's Ethel. <laughs> 30 miles an hour Ethel. Ethel! Uh, sport. Yeah. In the Celebrity Fiction Golf Tournament, though, Alex. Yes. Uh, Robin has hit a birdie on hole five. Yeah. Sneezy got a bogey on hole 16. <laughs> yeah. Scooby-Doo is, in, <laughs> Scooby-Doo is in the rough on hole nine. <laughs> Mrs. Potts is about to tee off <laughs> on hole 10. And I'm on hole 16 and brought an extra pair of trousers in case I get a... Hole in one. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> whoop whoop. Uh, weather? Yep. Trespassing. <laughs> Thanks, Stu. Yay. <laughs> A really enjoyable in the news there. <laughs> so that was in the news. And now, Stu, we are going to move on to the last of our potential new features. So don't forget, listeners, if you're listening that we have had four potential new features over the four weeks, the four episodes. And it, after this episode goes out, you, the listeners, will vote on Twitter to say which one will become a permanent fixture on this, on this podcast. So, Stu, we started off with Choir Eye for a Filbert Street guy. Yep. Then we went to What Have I Done? What Have I Done? What Have yep. I Done? Last time it was Dear Stu and Al. And now this time... <laughs> It is time for a feature we are calling Buster Mind. Hey. Okay, so the way that Buster Mind works is it's a little bit like we've, well, we've, just, we've just merged the two words, bastard and mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it's a little bit like mastermind with your when you have a chosen topic but we give each other a chosen topic and we're going to be bastards about it and give each other a difficult topic so Stu, two weeks ago i gave you the crimean war (laughs) you had to do research on the crimean war and Stu, you gave me uh the life and times of genghis khan genghis khan so we said that we mostly do our research through wikipedia so that we could do so that we could uh do a bit of swatting up on it. I know that Wikipedia isn't always 100% true, but uh, we just thought we'd use it anyway. It's the easiest thing to use. So, Stu, I've got five questions for you. Do you want me to go first? Um, yeah, got them. Okay. Let's play Buster Mind. Stu, Please. when did the Crimean War start? Um, I'll have to rush it. 1827. It was, it was October 1853. Which country lost the Crimean War? Russia. Correct. Uh, what was the name of the French emperor during the Crimean War? Napoleon III. Correct. What empire was on the decline during the Crimean the Ottoman. War? Ottoman. Ottoman Empire. And finally, Stuart, who was reappointed British ambassador to the Ottoman Empire in February 1853? Uh, fuck. Uh, I can't remember. Walter was, something, was it? No, it was Stratford Canning. So, well oh, done. Him. Well done, Stu. That is impressive. You got three out of five. I'm really impressed by that because I don't think I'm going to get any. I swatted like a 
swat like that's fly swatter in France. Yeah, in the the French swine swine flotter, fly swatter, fly swatter. Yeah. Well done, Steve. So yeah, yeah, you could go and do a degree in the Crimean War now, couldn't you? Nah, I found the whole thing boring as fuck, mate. <laughs> it was, it was fucking boring research. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, no, I actually enjoyed researching it. Yeah, yeah. It was a very interesting time. Yeah. Um, it was a very interesting war. Yep. I thought you, I had all the battles ready for you and all, but you didn't answer, ask me that. No. Looked at that, I thought these questions were better. Go on then, Stu, give me my five questions on Gen Genghis Khan. Okay. <laughs> And your, I'm going to do this like in Mastermind as well. Your name? Uh, Alex. Or Al. Your favourite your favorite colour? Blue. And your chosen subject? Well, my unchosen subject is the life and times of Genghis Khan. Very good. Your time starts now. Genghis Khan was the emperor of which empire? Uh, the Mongol Empire. Correct. Yes! What year did, what year did Genghis Khan die? Oh, shit. Um, 18... No, it wasn't. It, it was... No. Fucking hell. Um, 1216? 1227. Oh, bollocks. In what year was he given the title of Genghis Khan? Uh, 1218. 1206. Oh, fuck. Uh, what was Genghis Khan's birth name? Just his first name. I can't remember. I read that, but I can't remember. Uh, Tem- forgive the pronunciation, but Temujin. Ah, yeah. Genghis Khan gave followers of which four religions exemption from tax? Which four religions? What, four yes. different religions? Yes. I don't know. Uh, de- de- I don't know. No idea. Uh, you don't want to guess at a religion? Though? All right. Uh, Christianity. Yes. Um, Hinduism? No. Uh. So it's the, the exemption of tax for Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, and Taoists. Oh, fuck. He had, th- he had 13 wives, though. <laughs> I was hoping for you to say that. Do you that. know the name of his first wife? No, I didn't, I didn't look at the names. I just knew he got 13 or something. Okay, first name was Borte, or yeah. Bort. What did I get? One? You got one, yeah. I'm impressed I got one. What fair. was your tiebreaker question? I didn't have one, actually. I forgot to write oh. one. It's a good job we didn't need it. I was expecting to win, to be honest with you. Did you like the fact that every question I swore? Imagine on Mastermind, they went, oh, bollocks or shit, after each <laughs> one they got wrong. <laughs> well, that could be the Bastermind thing, can't it? Yeah. I enjoyed that, Steve. We can't think of it. We have to say, oh, bastard, what is it? <laughs> I enjoyed that because I thought we were both going to get about... I thought we were both going to get none. I thought it was going to be really shit and it was, we were both going to get none and then it would be such a waste of a feature potential feature but that was quite good oh. i enjoyed that imagine if this goes through though because we could like get really good at all yeah, kinds but, of knowledge and then yeah. smash some pub quiz for, yeah, but like, think, all it's worth. yeah but the still and alpod could change it could become really intellectual think of like the you know the top three could become oh top three i don't know <laughs> clever enough to think about Go on, alex what would the top three be top three empires that were defeated by <laughs> something or other <laughs> so anyway <laughs> Stu will put a Twitter poll on I don't know what the Monday or something run it for a uh, few days I'll do it the day after this comes out until Thursday yeah which and will be then, the day before we record the next episode 
Yep, then that next episode will have the new feature on. So if, has, if it's got Buster Mine, we're not going to have much time to uh, research, but I'm sure we'll be fine. We'll get it done. So yeah. that was the last of our potential new features. So get voting, gang. And now it is time for Tales of the Bag Nails. Tales of the Bag of Nails. Now, this is a this is probably my favourite feature out of all of them, <laughs> where me and Al take it in terms to go down to our beloved pub in London called the Bag of Nails. Uh, each week, we meet a different patron in that pub, and he will tell us his time there in the best pub in London. Al, Correct. yes, Al, over to you. Okay, so Stu, this week I went down and met a very interesting chap. He was a um, he was a travelling salesman, so he, he's not in the bag of nails all the time, but he, he says he likes to get down as much as possible. So I'm going to pass you the tape, if you could click that. <laughs> Still doing that finger to camera <laughs> thing there, look, yeah. no one can see. We need to do a like, YouTube episode of this. I know, thing. yeah. But we'll wait until we can actually meet up and yeah. sit next to each other. It'll be easier. Uh, okay, sorry. Play or click. <laughs> Hi. Hi, uh... What's, who's this for? Stu, is it? Hi, Stu. My name is Andrew Peacock, or as I like to be called, Drew. Drew Peacock. Drew Peacock. Drew Pe- <laughs> Hope you've got the joke there, Stu. Drew Peacock. <laughs> so fucking childish, isn't it? <laughs> so I am a travelling door-to-door Viagra salesman. Yes, I know. It goes with the name. <laughs> Basically... The reason I do that is because I've got such good patter when I get there. I knock on the door and I say, I'm Drew Peacock. And if they say, I know the feeling, pal, I'm in and I've got a sale. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often that actually happens to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, originally I actually, before I did that, I started a dating agency for men with impotence, but it was a total flop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, I've, uh, the the, <laughs> the brand new medicine that I've got at the moment, the the new pe- pills that I'm selling door to door, they're called my cocks are flopping. <laughs> you know what, Stu? The amount of people that I meet, they cannot believe how many people. You know, I cannot believe Stu how many people don't understand the problem. I mean, come on, it's not hard, but. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Stu, I've got some uh, new lines for people. I just thought I'd try them out on you. I've got a new uh, pill for pilots. It's called Flyagra. I've also got a new one for musicians um, called D-flat. So <laughs> hopefully those will fly off the shelves soon enough. But Stu, it's interesting. I come down to the bag of nails and I talk to the guys around here. But when I ask them about impotence and I say that my name is Droopycock, they often beat me up in the toilet. So it's not always ideal. But anyway, Stu, I've got to go, you know, door-to-door salesman flying around the world. Well, around the uh, South Coast, at least. But anyway, Stu, before I go, I did have one more joke written on my phone, but uh, I'm actually struggling to get it up. Right, well, <laughs> see you around. <laughs> uh, so, I'll tell you what, it's so fucking childish, isn't it? It's so immature. 
We're too old to be making jokes like that. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed. Very lowbrow. <laughs> Very lowbrow. It's fucking lowbrow, isn't it? <laughs> I just thought I'd take a leaf out of your book and find someone who um, tells jokes. <laughs> so today that was Drew Peacock. It's paid off, mate. How's it going on? Paid off. Yeah, yeah. So, so paid off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so that was Drew Peacock. That was uh, my <laughs> tales down the back. And it was this week. I hope you enjoyed that. It's horrible watching each other because when I see you laughing or hiding your face, it makes it so much more difficult. <laughs> so anyway, oh god, Stu, the cinemas are back what? open. The, the cinemas are back open, but I'm not seeing many yeah. films with Arnie in. <laughs> I mean, what's all that about? Oh. Hey, have you got any audition tapes of Arnie in other films? I thought you'd hurt yourself then. <laughs> yeah, it was good, wasn't it? You like see how I did that? <laughs> uh, let me get through my um box of after eight tapes yeah <laughs> let's see what we've got the best of kim wilde Ooh. um the pointer sisters no yeah. um what's this is it no that's the very best of leo sayer <laughs> oh that's yours Oh, yeah, I wonder why ah, here we, still got here that. Here we go. Yeah, sorry, I'll give you that back next time I see you. Uh, here we go, Arnie improves films. This week, Alex, um, this is when Arnie auditioned for the role of Tommy DeVito in Goodfellas. Ah. Um, as we know, he didn't get the part. It went no. to Joe, Pes- Joe, Joe Pesci, which was probably a fair choice. Um, but let's have a look and see how Arnie got on. If I just pass you the tape. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Click. <laughs> so I'm Funny Hal. Uh, hello. I'm Funny Hal. Cut. What did I do wrong? You, the line says Funny Hal. You're meant to improvise, Arnie. Make it up as you go along, you see. Okay, I can do that. No problem. No problem. Okay. So, you, I'm Funny Hal. Funny like a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Funny like a man who's hunting predators in the wild, in the woods. Funny like a man who has to run in a futuristic war-torn country. Funny like a, a Terminator coming back to the future to save John Connor. Funny how? Am I here to... Am I here to... Am I, to, to, I don't know how to say it, but... It says amuse... I'm trying to amuse you. Fuck you. Well, we'll call you Arnie. <laughs> I like how the Scottish man's back again. <laughs> I like him. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. Well, um, thanks. So yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get the part, unfortunately. No, well, unfortunately. But I suppose these things happen. Now, Stu, I, what I've done, I don't, know, I don't know how they got in contact with me, but a load of celebrities have got in contact with me because they heard it was our 10th episode. And they want to oh, say yeah. some, they just want to say a couple of things. Are you happy for me to play that tape? I've got a few. That's right with you. Yeah, you go ahead, mate. Okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, again, I'll pass you the tape so if you can play oh, yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Got that for it from you. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's it, then. There you go. Got it. Click. Hey there, still. It's Brittany Spares. A kitty kitty, a kitty kitty. I just wanted to say. Then I'm a really big fan of yours. Hit me up sometime on the call and give me a call. We can 
meet up. See you later, Stu. Beep. All right. Oh, that for me. All right, Stu. It's Danny and Kylie Minogue here. <laughs> We're really big fans of all yours. Why not give us a call sometime and we'll go out. The three of us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Beep. Hello, Stuart. Tom Jones here. Big fan of yours. Maybe one day you'll give us a call and we could meet up. I could show you all of the women's knickers that got thrown at me in the 80s. Give us a call. Beep. All right, Stuart. It's Sporty Spice here. Give us a call, eh? I'm a big fan of yours. We can go and watch the Reds down the toffees. <laughs> See ya. Beep. All right, Stuart, man. It's Cheryl Cole here or Tweedy or Fernandez Vicini, whichever name I want to do at the moment. I'd really like your podcast too, especially you. Give us a call and I could be Cheryl Cole, Tweedy Fernandez, Vicini, your last name, which I'm not going to say. <laughs> See you later. Beep. So there you go, Stu. A lot of, I mean, there wasn't really anything, none of the celebrities said anything nice about me. They all just wanted to meet with you. Where's Tom Jones from? <laughs> I think that was quite clearly a very badly put together Welsh accent. Um, <laughs> if you're from any of the countries or places that I've done accents for, I do apologise. <laughs> just, you know, but I hope you enjoy the podcast. <laughs> so, Steve, what do you think? I like you... how they only, they didn't ask for you though, they only asked for me. That's well, no, strange, want... isn't it? Yeah. So, big fans of yours, um, not mine. If you uh, manage to get hold of them out again, tell them I'm up for meeting each and every one of them. Okay, fair enough. Brilliant. So, Stu? Before we, before we go on, Alex, I just want to tell you one thing. From the, the Riding Hood Huntsman Wolf fiasco. Yeah. On a related note, a lumberjack went into a magic forest once to cut down a tree. Uh, upon the arrival, he started to swing at the, the tree in question. And... <laughs> And the, the tree shouted, wait, wait, I'm a talking tree. And the lumberjack smiled and says, and you will dialogue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> talking tree, dialogue. It's <laughs> hey, Stu. Try on words, if you will. I've got a joke for you before we finish, which links, links to uh, an earlier part of the show. What's Justin Timberlake's favourite river? The Crimean River. The Crimean um, River. <laughs> right. See you later, podcast fans. Bye. Don't forget to oh, vote. Bye. Wave at the camera. Yeah. Bye. Toodle pip. Goodbye. Cool